Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams Quarantine Edition. This is day two of our five days in quarantine, and I'm really excited. I hope you guys enjoyed yesterday's episode. If you haven't, it's still there. It's not going to go away. I'm not going to delete them every day. So feel free to listen when you have the chance. And I know you got the chance because I know they canceled work. I know they canceled school. So don't play, okay? Anyways, this is day two, and I think I think if I can really gather my thoughts, it's going to be something special for y'all, okay? This request for this Rooted Conversation came directly from Instagram, so please, I'm not joking at the end when I say email me, send me a DM or Instagram thing, because I will, maybe, likely, most likely, get to it on the podcast, okay? So... Before we jump into our Rooted Conversation, let's remember the three things we want to keep in mind this week and every day for the rest of our lives. Number one, say it with me, wash your hands. Number two, say it with me. This one, say it loud and proud like you believe it in your spirit. Trust God. And number three, distance does the body good. Okay, Let's jump right into this week's Rooted Conversation. So this question, like I said, came directly from IG. Once upon a time, it was kind of a long time ago. Sorry if you're the one who requested it and, you know, it's late, but I ain't never promised to be on time, okay? This question says, how to know if you've been friend-zoned? How do you know if you've been friend-zoned? I'm going to speak on... Um, not how I know I've been friend zoned by a guy because I I I can't really think of a time that has happened. Not because, you know, people don't like me, but just because um I don't really make myself available like that. So I don't I don't think I've really given the opportunity for someone to friend zone me. But anyways, I know guys are usually the ones putting themselves out there predominantly. So I'm going to speak to, I guess this one's for the fellas a little bit. How do you know, how do you guys know if you've been friend zoned by a girl? You know, from a, this is my personal take. This is not the perspective of all women by any means. It's not even the perspective of majority women, I don't think. So this is just based off of my experiences. When I think of the people I've put in this position, it's not a lot, but <laughs> I can think of maybe one or two um, examples that I've actually put people in these positions, not strategically, not out of spite or not harmfully, but it just is what it is sometimes. I reflected on those experiences and I came up with a couple things that I felt I could share with you guys on how I think that guy could have been able to tell that he was placed in the friend zone. You get me? All right. So like I said, these episodes this week are going to be raw and uncut. So you guys going to hear how I talk stammers and all, pauses and all. Good luck. Good luck. Cause I'm not an easy person to listen to. I understand. All right. So before I start, I wanted to say that I'm not really a touchy feely type of person. A lot of people might be more physically like communicative more than I am. I, I don't communicate physically. Physical touch is like my last love language. So there might be 
things that can be discussed in a physical aspect that can indicate if you have been friend zoned or not. But I can't really speak on that because I'm not really a physical kind of girl, not really touchy feely. So I can't tell you about like, are you getting like sexual vibes? Are you getting any type of physical vibes? I don't really got nothing to say about that because I'm not going to give you those type of vibes regardless. Okay. Um, I will say something that is a complicated trait that I think puts guys in confusion on whether or not they're like in the clear or if they're in the friend zone or if they have like room to grow this relationship in a less platonic way. A complicated, maybe some may even call toxic trait is um, when it comes to conversations and oversharing. Oversharing is huge for me. And I feel like a lot of times I try for it to be uh, suggestive of whether or not I'm into a guy or I think we should just be friends. But I do admit that it can get very complicated and very confusing really quickly, especially if you're dealing with someone who's not really a physical type of person and you have to gauge a lot of your pace and the progression of the relationship based off a conversation. And I say this because um, I wanted to share, like, as I was taking notes, I was thinking, oh, like, if the person, if the girl is telling you all her business, like, every detail about her life, she's just oversharing, just, you're in the friend zone, like, you're the best friend, you're the brother, period. I wanted to say that, but then I realized that I've been actively trying to communicate more and share more with guys that I'm interested in, like more than a friend, you know? So I couldn't say that and say period, full stop. Uh, There has to be like a little bit of room and a little bit of a caveat there. So if somebody is like oversharing, like all, all the tea, which you like, they're talking to you, like they talk to their girls. Generally, I guess you could say you're in the friend zone. However, I think if the girl is trying to establish a strong emotional connection with you first, like that she might be intentionally trying to do that, trying to share more with you in order to to go into like a healthier relationship with you than she's had in the past. That that's me. Like I intentionally try to share more because I want more a stronger connection than things I've experienced in the past. So that's just food for thought. That could be really complicated. Um, But typically, like, I get really shy and, like, I don't want to share too much with a guy that I'm um, really interested in because I don't want to, like, jump the gun or I don't want to rush the process by, like, pouring out my heart too, too soon or in the preliminary stages. So... If I'm more timid, if I'm more reserved, that might be more indicative that I'm feeling you. Like I really like you more than a friend if I'm kind of closed off. So I know that's complicated. I know it can be confusing. I know it can be toxic. I never said that this was going to be easy. All right. You got to be wise. You got you got to be on top of this. You You do have to put on like your mental cap, your mental game has to be strong when you're trying to discern whether you have been friend zoned or not. Um, Another way you can know if you've been friend zoned, at least 
for me, this is how I would probably try to indicate it, is if she rejects dates. Notice, notice I said dates. I ain't talking about like, hey, what you doing? Or, hey, let's hang out. No, you have to be intentional with your vocabulary. Like, this is a huge thing that I feel like you won't even have to doubt or question yourself if you've been friend zoned, if you just have intentionality behind your words. So if you are clear and you say like, hey, I would like to take you on a date, if she rejects it, you might be friend zone. Now, if y'all are just talking and she and you're like, hey, what are you doing later? Like, let's hang out or like, what you doing tomorrow? And she accepts it, you could still be friend zone. But again, you didn't make it clear that this was a date that you were taking out in with the intention of like, being out of the friend zone. You didn't make it clear that this was not going to be a friendly um, engagement. You just said, hey, like, let's hang out. It's quarantine season. Like, the ice cream shop is open. We ain't got nothing to do. You want to grab some ice cream with me? Look, I can interpret that many, many ways. And if you're, I might not respond in a way that's indicative of, ooh, boyfriend zone or like friend zone because you didn't make it clear. So if she rejects dates and you have articulated that this is a date, then you unfortunately are likely in the friend zone. Another way you can tell you've been friend zone is if she does not stay up all night kicking with you. I saw a video or I don't know, a TikTok, I don't know, one of the things that was like, the guy was like, um, it's three o'clock in the morning. Like if she doesn't change her sleep schedule for you, you're in the friend zone, my friend. Like, I'm sorry. I will sacrifice sleep to talk to a guy that like I'm trying to be more than friends with, but not, not with a friend, not with a friend, not with a guy friend. With my girlfriends, I stay up all night talking to them. And then we're both like, oh my gosh, we have work tomorrow and it's four in the morning. But with a guy friend, never. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, if she won't stay up all night with you caking and stuff, um, then you've been in the friend zone. If she's like, hey, I got work tomorrow, so I can't talk, blah, blah, blah. You've likely been friend zone. If you're at like a young, younger age where like, you know, we can afford to go to class or go to work kind of sleepy. If, of course, if you're older, like, you're a grown ass adult and you have like a full, full time, serious, serious job and responsibilities, it might take Jesus Christ to to change the sleep schedule. Because at that point, there's more at stake. There's more on the line. If someone's like, I can't talk to you because I have kids, blah, blah, blah. That's a different story. I don't know nothing about that. That's a different story. I wouldn't use that as a a determinant of whether or not you've been friend zone or not, because that woman has more responsibilities and just really cannot talk to you. So, um, but in general for like, if you're in my stage of life or you have like my kind of responsibility, primarily school and like, you know, side hustles here and there, then if she doesn't stay all, up all night caking with you or doesn't want to, then you've probably been friend zoned. All right. The next thing I think is pretty obvious, but in case you wanted a reminder, is if she talks to you about other guys or specifically in a way like 
people she's talking to or things like she's I don't know. Really, if she's talking to you about other guys that she's been in any type of relation with, you're probably friend zone because I know when I like a guy, I'm not talking about any past relationships. I'm not talking about, oh, I like when he did this or, oh, I hated when he did that. Like, I'm really, I'd really try to keep my relationships isolated. I don't want anybody I talk to to have to live up to expectations of someone else I used to talk to or whatever. So, um, for me personally, like I'm not talking about guys at all with guys that I am interested in, um, like more than friends. So if she talks to you about other guys or if she asks you about other girls, that's a major red flag that you have been friend zone or she seems like she's trying to um, set you up, play Cupid, do all that weird stuff you have been friend zone my friend like just take that out take it quietly just take a seat have a seat it's going to be okay another way you can um notice that you have been friend zoned and this is what I like this is what I do big time like to a fault I do this heavy I don't know who else does this but if she starts distancing herself when she senses that you're catching feelings, like if y'all used to be good, y'all used to talk on the phone, FaceTime, and then like you might have said something risky or I don't know, like been more transparent about how you feel. And then she just kind of like ghost. Oh, damn, not ghost. That's so toxic. <laughs> but <laughs> if she just kind of like distances herself, you know, the frequency of communication is slowed. The rate of conversation has decreased exponentially. Hey, my guy, I'm sorry. But you may have been friend zoned, okay? She's just, she, I'm sorry. But again, this confusion in this stage, like when you take a risk or whatever, you think like, oh, is she distancing herself? All this confusion can be eradicated with a few choice words of intentionality. Like if you are straight with a girl, with a woman, let me say woman, because I know as a girl, I kind of liked all the confusion, but right now I really don't. Like I want you to tell me kind of like day one, I'm interested. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not really about the games anymore. As a girl, I will say I loved it. I enjoyed it. I played it. I, I played the game. You know, I would I love the games, but right now I'm not, it's not cute at all. So if you are intentional, all this all this will be eradicated. I promise you. Like if you just state clearly what you want, what you're interested in, um, she will respond and say, I'm just interested in being friends or, okay, I'm cool with that. Let's see how this goes. One or the other. So there will be no question of whether you've been friend zoned or not because the intentionality would have already been set from the jump. Whew. Anyways, I don't want to talk about this forever because child, I can, I really can. But the last thing I have about how you can tell if you've been friend zone um, is not really clear, but it, it's just a hint, a suggestion to my fellas, to my brothers. Pay attention. Pay attention to how she talks about you or introduces you to her friends, to her people, to her family. Pay very close attention. You might need some outside help with this. 
um, because I know for me, my friends will always tell me that I like a guy before I tell them that I like a guy. For example, they'll be like, okay, like, what's up with you guys? Like, you, yeah, you always talking about him. What's up with you guys? So that means that somehow I've been presenting this guy to my, my girls, to my closest friends in a way that causes them to raise an eyebrow, to be suspicious that we are something more than friends. If they never ask, if they never look at me like, girl, what's up with you and him? Hmm? What's going on over there? If they never, if they never do that, then you have been friend zoned. Okay. So if you have a mutual friend that could, that might come to you and be like, hey, what's up with you two? That's a good sign. That is a good sign, my guy. If you have a mutual friend or like, you know, someone just asks you, what's up with you and Yamyo? What's up with you and Yams? What's up? What's going on over there? That's a good sign. Like, that's a really good sign. At least for me. Like, I'm not going to be talking about a guy that, like, I'm just friends with in a way that they would ask you what's up with y'all. They wouldn't know, oh, okay, they're friends or whatever. They wouldn't go and ask you because I don't have problematic friends who are just going to cause drama. They would only ask you and, like, be looking at you some type of way if I have through my actions, through my body language, through the way I look at my phone, through the way like I, I've introduced him in conversations, they will have reason to look at you and be like, what's up with y'all? Or ask me, okay, so what, what's going on with y'all? So that's probably another major key to tell if you've been friend zone. But again, you have to be really keen. You got to be real vigilant in this in this area specifically because you don't really know how she talks about you with her friends or her family so outside sources can be useful in this situ in this particular example so i rambled i'm trying to be raw and uncut and be like answer the questions as i see fit without causing confusion to your ears i hope i did a good job if not we could try again tomorrow because tomorrow will be day three of our five days of quarantine. Thank you for listening to this, um, what is it, rooted conversation where I gave you guys some of my interpretations for a guy to know how he has been friend zoned by a woman. I hope it helps. I, I hope it helps somebody. Ladies, if you have any other, um, any other like, tips or like cues, go ahead, share them, share them uh, as you repost and reshare this episode, share your thoughts, share your perspective and your experiences. I'd love to hear it. And I'm sure that the guys who listen, they would be interested in knowing as well. All right. So let's jump right into this week's reflection point. Okay, this week's reflection point, well, today's reflection point is a little bit more serious than yesterday's. Actually, no, yesterday's was kind of serious, but you know. Anyways, it's a little bit more sentimental to me because to me, I feel like I read this this morning and immediately like I was annoyed with myself and just annoyed with what it said because I know I'm guilty of this and it just, it kind of just convicted me a little bit, so... 
I don't know. I know we don't all share the same convictions, so I'm not trying to push my convictions on anybody else. But I read it and was like, hey, this is my podcast. I'm talking about what I'm reflecting on. So you can take it or you can leave it. It don't really matter. But this morning I was reading um, Ecclesiastes. And at the very end of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, um, this verse triggered me a little bit. And I know they talk about this in many, many areas of the Bible, like how we should look at our leaders, how we should be obedient to the laws, abide by the laws of the land, you know, respect authority, blah, blah, blah. Like the Bible says that a lot. Um, But in this day and age, in this time of America, this, this world we live in, I fight that rule. I fight it so much. Like I'm so disobedient to that um, instruction from the Lord. So I, I'm reflecting, I'm sharing this reflection point with you guys, because again, this was just another reminder of how pitiful <laughs> I am at, you know, abiding by the instructions of our good book, of our good Lord and Savior. But anyways, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20 says, moreover, Do not curse the king, insert president, governor, you know, whatever. Even in your bedroom and in your sleeping rooms, do not curse the rich or the privileged, insert the majority, yada, yada. For a bird of the air will carry the sound of a winged creature will make the matter known. So um, the book of Ecclesiastes is all about wisdom and I chose to read it uh, this season of my life. It was supposed to be just 12 days, but it's been like a month that I've been trying to read it. And I've chose to read it because I'm trying to be wise. Like I really do want to be a wise woman. Like we talk about in this podcast being the women of our dreams right now in the present. And I just aspire to be someone who people can come to for wisdom. I want to be a voice of reason. So I was like, let me read Ecclesiastes because it talks all about the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. So I need to know. I need to know the difference so I can be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, am I walking like a fool or am I walking like a wise granny? I want to walk like your wise grandmother, okay? So Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20, I'll read it again without my own um, commentary. And so, you know, like I'm not taking out words for the Bible. I think that's a bad thing to do. Anyways, let me read it again. Moreover, do not curse the king, even in your bedroom and in your sleeping rooms. Do not curse the rich. For a bird of the air will carry the sound and a winged creature will make the matter known. That's Ecclesiastes 10, verse 20, and it 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 triggered me because I was like, oh, God, stop yelling at me. Stop yelling at me. I want to be wise, but these people, like, they really make me mad. But anyways, that, yeah, that's what I'm reflecting on, what I'm trying to do better on. I'm just going to leave it there. Let's jump right in to our Gine Shine Hashtag Goals Edition. Today's Gine Shine Goals Edition is going to feature someone who I see as authenticity goals, okay? Yesterday, we did vulnerability goals. Today is authenticity goals. This woman, 
this black woman, again, all of them will be black women features. Um, This woman is authenticity goals for me because I feel like in my life, I've always kind of battled like who I'm supposed to be maybe versus who I want to be and who I am innately, you know? So for example, like just I want to maybe dress a certain way, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like I shouldn't because I might look like a heathen. But then I'm just like, but really, like I just want to wear these pants. Like they're cute. I would wear them. I just want to wear them. Or like I want to say something, but like, oh my gosh, but I should be quiet. Like a woman should just know her place and keep quiet. You know, like, I don't know. I just feel like as women, we fight especially as women, like maybe women of faith um, who are trying to like be quote unquote, like good Christians. I feel like there's a all oftentimes a battle that we have to face as we present ourselves to the world, the way we speak, the way we, the, the things we watch, the things we listen to, like, it's just, it's sometimes it's really annoying and, I just feel like sometimes it's hard to be your authentic self and your best self in the face of the church, in the face of your family, in the face of your friends. Like, there's just a lot. So this woman, I feel like, does it so, so well. Like, every time I'm with her, I'm like, I love her. Like, she can, she's herself, her pure, authentic self, exactly. Like, people know her story, what she's been through, and there's literally no, no, um, embarrassment to her her walk you know she she presents herself fully and authentically her everywhere she is so my authenticity goals goes to the one and only pastor sister deaconess sarah jakes roberts i love sarah jakes roberts who is um um td jakes daughter and i know we all know her we all love her we all love women evolved Um, Woman Evolved podcast and the movement that it is. Um, So Sarah Jakes Roberts, she is my guy and shine for today. Hashtag authenticity goals. I need to stop saying hashtag. Like, who am I? But anyways, uh, for our guy and shine goals edition, I wanted to highlight Sarah Jakes Roberts because she is a huge role model in my life. The way she carries herself, the way she speaks, the way she is just her authentic self in every space. I live. All right. That's been another episode for our five days in quarantine. Um, I hope you guys are keeping, you know, keeping yourselves busy because, you know, the idle, what is it? The idle, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. So I'm just here to give you guys something to stimulate your mind a little bit, to, you know, lighten the mood, to give you something to listen to other than um, the headlines and the paranoia and the anxiety and the just fearfully coded news. Um, I hope you guys are taking the precautions you need to based off of your um your situation, your family situation, and your financial situation. Just be wise. I'm praying for everybody. Like, it's a crazy world we live in. It's a crazy world, okay? So, 
Before we go, don't forget to share this with somebody. Um, repost it, reshare it, whatever it's called. Like it, subscribe, email me, DM me on Instagram, and stay tuned. There are some changes coming to the podcast um, very, very soon. I just need to get my life together, and you will be seeing those changes. But for now, y'all already know what to do. Wash your hands, trust God, and remember, distance does the body some good. Bye-bye.